Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hey, this is Coach Lisanne reading today's article. Can exercise really defeat depression? How to find out if it can work for you by Camille DePutter. Some say exercise can defeat depression. Sure, it's worth a try, in theory, but when you're depressed, it can be hard to muster the motivation. Here are some gentle incentives and strategies for giving it a go. Ever dealt with depression? Then you've probably been told to find a physical outlet for your feelings. Maybe a well-meaning friend told you to just get outside and go for a jog. Or a doctor prescribed fitness to counter your symptoms. Perhaps you've read the book about dancing as a depression cure by Gretchen Rubin called The Happiness Project or well-trafficked Reddit threads about the mental benefits of everything from gentle gardening to brutal obstacle courses. Just get out there, folks say. It'll take your mind off your problems. But if you've ever lived under the scratchy, smothering gray blanket of this illness, you know it's not that easy. Depression can make your body feel dull, heavy, wooden, listless. When you're depressed, the mere idea of picking up one foot and dragging it in front of the other can seem laughable. If you can dig up a chuckle, that is. I know because I've been there. One day while in the throes of a good old-fashioned dark rain cloud depression, I woke up and felt stuck. I'd been glued to my flat emotional landscape like a little moth on flypaper. I knew I needed to do something different. Without thinking, I got down on the floor started doing push-ups, grabbed a couple of dusty old dumbbells, did a few lifts, a few rows, a few squats. At first, it was just a gaspy, desperate rush to experience something, anything, other than what I'd been feeling. But once I was done, I wanted more. I needed an emotional outlet. Moving my body felt good. And to be honest, I wanted to hit things. So I decided to take a boxing class. Ordinarily, I might have talked myself out of it, but at that point, I felt I had nothing to lose. Lucky for me, it was love at first punch. Looking back, I wonder about the role exercise played in healing my depression. Was it a powerful medicine or just a placebo? Could movement have kept my depression away in the first place? And if exercise does help with depression, how the heck do you find the energy for it when you know you're depressed? Lifestyle and mental health go hand in hand. Much like nutrition's role in mental health, decades of research show a link between exercise, resistance training, aerobics, yoga, everything, and better mood. 
and the relationship is solid. A 2014 meta-analysis of 24 studies, including hundreds of thousands of patients, confirmed, the more we sit, the sadder we are. For example, one classic study from Columbia University found that sedentary people are depressed twice as often as active people. But does an inactive lifestyle cause depression, or vice versa? A recent study looking at adults over the course of three decades concluded that the relationship is bi-directional. In other words, maybe sitting around makes you depressed, and maybe that reduces your urge to move. And around and round we go. Okay, so moving your body might help you avoid becoming depressed in the first place. But could it also stop depression in its tracks? Maybe. For some people, Exercise is as good as antidepressant medications, or even better. And it seems that in general, the more people exercise, the better they feel. How exercise makes us happier. Physical activity could improve your state of mind by curbing stress chemicals, supporting neurotransmitters, boosting endorphins, reducing inflammation, decreasing stress, and encouraging happier thoughts and feelings. Curbing Stress Chemicals A 2014 study demonstrated that PGC-1-alpha, an enzyme produced in muscle during exercise, has the ability to break down kynurenine, a substance that accumulates in the bloodstream after stress has been linked to depression. Supporting Neurotransmitters Exercise may boost the production of serotonin, a neurotransmitter that helps regulate mood and some cognitive function, and that may be low in depressed people. Physical activity may also stimulate neurogenesis, the growth of new neurons. That could improve cognition and, in turn, your mental health. Boosting endorphins. Exercise can give you a short-term boost of endorphins, chemicals in the brain that block pain and produce a natural high. Reducing inflammation. Many types of exercise can lower inflammation, a potential cause of depression. Decreasing stress. There's a reason that some athletes refer to their time at the gym as therapy. Exercise can be a great antidote to stress, which research has linked to depression, perhaps owing to the body's inflammatory stress response. Encouraging happier thoughts and feelings. In 2009, one study explored depressed women's use of long-distance running as a coping mechanism. Exercise can distract us from negative thoughts and feelings, while making us feel joyful and purposeful. It can also provide a sense of identity, which depression often steals from us. I can imagine a lot of reasons why boxing helped me feel better. Boxing gave me an outlet, a way to express pent-up emotions, and a break from being in my head. When I felt helpless, boxing empowered me. When I felt alone, boxing gave me a coach and a community. When I felt frustrated, angry, or simply like beating the crap out of a heavy bag, well, boxing is just what the depression doctor ordered. I left each class high on endorphins and a sense of satisfied accomplishment. What to do next? I know it's not easy to do stuff when you're depressed. Just getting out of bed is a victory some days. But here are some things you can try if you're ready. If you can do any of these, even just a little bit, congratulate yourself. Each one is an accomplishment. Number one, 
Take it step by step. You almost can't start too small. If a 30-minute jog feels impossible, try a walk around the block. If that feels too far, shrink the distance even further to whatever feels manageable. Walk from the couch to the bathroom a few times. It helps to take it step by step. Here's the truth about motivation. The hard way to get yourself to exercise. Sitting on the couch and thinking in your head, I need to run, I need to run, I need to run, and then running. The easier way to get yourself to exercise. Starting on the couch. Think, let me just get dressed. And then, now that I'm dressed, let me get out the door. And now that I'm outside, I'm going to walk a block. And now I'm warmed up, I might as well jog. Number two, try something that used to bring you joy. Depression can bleach the colors out of your rainbow and strip the fun from the things you used to love. Give it a go anyway. Do whatever you love or used to love, whether it's taking the dog for a walk or playing touch football with friends. You might not feel the magic. That's okay. Just try whatever you can manage. Because the opposite, living completely without your favorite activities, sucks worse. Number three, try something new. As Janis Joplin famously sang, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Depression can disintegrate you. But then, you don't have any more rules to play by. Sometimes, the benefit of feeling lost is that you can wander into new territory. I walked into a boxing gym when I felt so low, I was willing to try anything. If you can open yourself up to new experiences, you may find pleasure in the things you never even considered before. Number four, get support. Whether it's therapists, doctors, family or friends, ask for help from the people around you. Tell them you want to try exercise. They may be able to help you, inspire you, or even join you. If you can, seek out a community-focused gym or athletic group, an online support system, and or a personal trainer. Assemble the team that works best for you. Number five, get outside. Nature is powerful. Sunshine, fresh air, green space. Even the friendly bacteria in soil may make you feel better. Soak up as much nature as you can. If you live in the city, go to a park or spend some time in a local garden. If leaving the house feels too daunting, start by opening a window and bringing some plants into your home. Try to work your way up to spending time outside. Number six, mix it up. Once you're on a bit of a roll, consider mixing aerobic exercise such as walking, cycling, running, or swimming with anaerobic sets. While most studies on depression focus on aerobic activity, there's a place for strength-based work too, such as high-intensity interval training, otherwise known as HIIT, which can get those endorphins kicking. Number seven, be consistent. Whatever you can move, move it. The more you move, the better it works. You might feel better right away after a single exercise session, or it might take a little while. Either way, Keep moving as often as you can, in any way you can. Meanwhile, observe your symptoms. Consider logging your feelings in a journal so you can look for benefits. 
If you're not getting any better after a test period, consult your doctor. Number eight, be gentle and patient. Don't beat yourself up if you skip a workout. This isn't about achieving perfection or becoming a superstar athlete. It's about doing something good for yourself. On the flip side, don't overdo it. Intense training can boost your endorphins, but it can also raise your cortisol, a stress hormone, tax the central nervous system, and cause inflammation, none of which will help depression. How do you put this all together? Think about designing your own personal prescription. Therapy, medication, nutrition, social support, and any other creative methods of your choosing may all work together to help you get better over time. Pick what works best for you. Everyone experiences depression differently. You might find that exercise doesn't do much, but it might just become the best depression fighter you'll ever find. Eat, move, and live better. The health and fitness world can sometimes be a confusing place, but it doesn't have to be. Let us help you make sense of it all with this free special report that you can get by going to precisionnutrition.com forward slash weekly dash email dash updates. In it, you'll learn the best eating exercise and lifestyle strategies, unique and personal for you. This has been today's article, Can Exercise Really Defeat Depression? How to Find Out If It Can Work For You by Camille DePutter. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.